Prime Headlines was brought to you by... Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, I can. We are very much grateful you could join us here on Join Us Prime. Now, Majority Leader Oseche Mensah Bonsu says claims that Finance Minister Ken Uforiata is on his way out are just rumours, refusing to confirm or deny the rumours going around in Parliament. Now, yesterday, Minority Leader Dr. Kesela Tofosin told Evans Mensah on PM Express the Finance Minister will exit. Now, the rumour mill has gone uh, you know, overdrive and parliamentary affairs correspondent Kweku Asante now reports on the matter. Ken Oforiata has had a tortuous time as minister in the last two years. He has faced calls from within his own party to step aside or be sacked. There are now new claims he may be on his way out, according to minority leader Kesela Tofosin. There is rumor all over that the Minister of Finance is, is, is going to resign or they are sacking him in the coming days and that um, this is his last budget. In fact, colleagues in Parliament is all over. So we have to say bye-bye to him for messing us up. But his legacy is there for everybody to see. What's the legacy? His legacy. And you, you know his legacy. This is the Minister of Finance who knows how to borrow to benefit his personal business and those of his cronies. His legacy is that he will be remembered for destroying rival businesses. He will be remembered for destroying and bringing Ghanaian economy, particularly the financial sector, to its knees. Minority Chief Whip Governor Kwame Aguja also repeated the claims in an interview with me in Parliament. Keep saying that the, the final flight of any pilot, you will try to perform the best takeoff and landing. The finance minister. If this is his last budget, which we are hearing, this is a very poor performance. And I'm not surprised that whilst the problems he created were not created by him solely, it was created with the blessing of the, the, the Dr. Baumia, who is the chairman of the, how do you call it, the, the economic management team. Dr. Baumia curiously decided not to follow him to parliament today. The governor of Bank of Ghana also decided not to follow him. They've left him to hang out and drive it. But when I accosted the majority leader on this matter, he said they are just rumors. That is an agreement that the finance minister will go. Is that information you have? Who said? The minority leader, Dr. Kesalato, falls in that the finance minister is on his way out. There's a certain agreement of something of the sort. I don't know of that. So the finance minister is staying? No, if he's told you that, go and ask him. I don't know of that. <laughs> Another NPP NP, Paul Chumberima of Doma East, believes the minister will stay on. I mean, going where? Coming from whom? From the minority leader himself. Yes, they spoke minority to Minority leader. Minority leader is not appointed, uh, the, the person who appointed the finance minister. So I'll be surprised for her to hear such a thing from me. You take it serious. I mean, clearly, I've not heard anything of such sorts. I don't think if the good performance from the finance minister so far the things that we are seeing the changes that are, we are we, we are experiencing i don't think um, um living or we, anybody thinking of him living is is a thought that would there was a guard of honor for him when he arrived at the ministry it hasn't really happened in the last seven years that have been presenting by i was not there so i can't speak to that i was not there i can't speak to that but all that i know that i've not heard of anything i have no idea about what you are saying 
clearly um, Kenneth Nanayao Tuntukuno Furiata has delivered and we hope that he will continue to deliver as he said we've turned the corner. The finance minister Kenneth Furiata has survived two attempts to get him out of office. It was first the NDC minority who filed a censure motion to get him out. Eventually when it came down to a vote their colleagues on the majority side walked out, did not join them in voting on this censure motion, and the censure motion failed. Later, their colleagues in the majority themselves were up in arms asking President Ekufuado to dismiss the finance minister. They made those demands to the president who asked them to wait until the 2023 budget was presented and an IMF deal clinched. Those two events have all since come to pass, but Ken Oforiata is still at post. This left to be seen if Ken Oforiata will survive this latest attempt to get him out of office and these new rumors swelling around that he is on his way out. Reporting for Joy News, Kweku Asante, Parliament House, Accra. Now, Minority Leader Dr. Kesela Tufosen has accused government of offering huge tax exemptions to companies that have close ties with government and has called for the scrapping of SAVE before any meaningful conversation is had on the new tax measures. I beg your pardon. In a year to be aired interview with Evans Mensah, Dr. Fawcett listed some of the companies and accused government of offering them questionable reliefs up to the tune of 5.5 billion Ghana cities. This government doesn't need new taxes in the first place. Because if you, if you actually require revenue, you wouldn't give tax exemptions to companies that are closer to this government. And they, as soon as you just go to them and say, I'm closer to this government, and there's no format, they'll just allow you to they grant you tax exemption. $459 million, $5.5 billion. Our position is we will never have a conversation on these new taxes until they have withdrawn all of these tax exemptions. So, so first... You have a company under 1D1F called Agroho Ghana Limited. They are, um, they are giving them 747 million US dollars tax exemption. Second, they are giving another company called Amponsa Effa, Amponsa Effa Pharmaceuticals Limited, 1.9 million dollars. Another company, B5 Limited, uh, another another um, amount of uh, 11.4 million dollars uh, BCAF food company limited 271 million dollars uh, by by O and J pharmaceutical limited 159.8 million dollars um, a company called Canadian Canadian Commercial Corporation. Uh, they say they are doing power generation. So $1.8 million. Another company, CMAF. CMAF, $8 million. Um, you have here Cement the Africa, Ghana Limited, $8.6 million. Uh, CK Engineering. CK Engineering is benefiting from this tax exemption. Uh, an amount of uh, $350,000. Then you have Continental Brew Investment Ghana Limited. It's, they call it strategic investment. It's $6.8 million. Another company, Eco Poly Industries Limited, 
$207 million. Uh, it's 47 companies in all. If you want me to mention, I'll mention all of them. Now, away from Parliament, mining activities are expected to take off within the Nyinehini Forest Reserve in 2024, pending cabinet approval of a mining lease and parliamentary ratification. A mineral resource estimate conducted by Rockshore, a private entity that will partner GIADEC to mine for bauxite in the Forest Reserve, estimates that the Nyinehini Forest Reserve is endowed with some 375 million tons of bauxite in three hills alone. Now presenting the report to President Akufuado at the Jubilee House, Deputy Minister in Charge of Mining, Mirko Duka, said all is set for government to carry through the controversial mining operation in a forest reserve. My colleague Latif Idris was at the Jubilee House and has the rest of the story. The initial plan to mine in the Nyinahin Forest Reserve became controversial the very first day the idea was mooted. The justification has been that it will accelerate Ghana's quest to build a viable integrated aluminium and steel industry. However, the pushback has been massive. Members of the Nyinahin community, civil society groups and environmentalists have spoken strongly against the idea. Traditional authority within the tunnel of Finn Enclave in 2020 in a statement accused Giadek of not being transparent as far as plans to mine bauxite in the area were concerned. But it appears government is having its way. The Hinehini range has 10 hills. Pursuant to the MOU, Mr. President, Rockshaw was assigned three hills. That is hills 4, 5, and 6 to undertake mineral resource estimate in these areas. The purpose of the MRE was to assess the quantity and quality of bauxite resources available at these sites in accordance with international principles and standards. Sir President, I am this afternoon on behalf of my minister happy to report that the MRE has been completed and now we know the quality and quantity of bauxite in these areas. And we are by this report happy also to indicate to you that GIADEC has collaborated well with Rockshore and these two teams or institutions have the highlights of this report and they will be presented soon to you, Mr. President. Suffice to say that the completion of the MRE paves way for us to move into the mining stage of the operation and present a promising opportunity for building an integrated aluminum industry here in our country. CEO of GIADEC, Michael Ansan, said the quantity of bauxite identified in the Nyinahin forest and range meets international standard and gives his outfit the confidence to approach financial institutions to help fund some projects. Historically, historically, we estimated that we had in the region of about 250 million metric tons of bauxite in the three hills we're talking about, that's hills four, five, and six. Following the work that we've done now, we've been able to establish that we have a minimum of 375 million tons of bauxite in those three hills.
375. So a 50 percent appreciation. The other side of this is having put that whole uh, uh, report together and uh, identified the resource that we have. The next stages would be how we continue to develop it uh, into a fully uh, bankable uh, project. We've done the development of uh, all the project agreements relating to this. We're finalizing all of that. We're going to be establishing a joint venture company that will be owned uh, by the partners, as in uh, Rockshaw and Giadek. It is estimated that Ghana is endowed with some 1 billion metric tons of bauxite across the country. However, the environmental menace created by activities of small-scale miners has triggered what has been a spontaneous opposition to the exploitation of bauxite, particularly in the Nyinahin Forest Reserve. But President Akufuado believes a successful implementation of the project will justify his decision to allow mining operations in the area. You know our role is to provide you the maximum support um, that you need to make sure that this whole thing becomes a reality. I think that if we are able to do that, it would justify completely our thinking, the whole gear deck concept, that we will find a, a state vehicle that will bring together all the bauxite resources of the country and the and, and therefore strengthen the hand of that uh, entity to enter into these various transactions and things. It can now be said with a level of certainty that mining would take place within the Nyinahin Forest Reserve despite the opposition and the controversy. What remains unclear though is the footprint that will be left behind years after the mining company has packed out of the forest reserve. Latif Idris, John News, Accra, Ghana. Meanwhile, the Ghana Integrated Aluminium Corporation, Giadeg, has disclosed the feasibility of mining about half a million tons of bauxite from hills 1 to 6 of the Nyinehin range in the Ashanti region. This follows the successful completion of the mineral resource estimate and a scoring major progress in constructing a bauxite mine with a refinery solution. Now, during a visit to the Asante Hene, CEO of the corporation, Michael Ansa, indicated that environment and social impact analysis have been done to ensure responsible mining. Here's a report by Clinton Yeboah. In executing Project 2 under the Integrated Aluminium Industry, the Ghana Integrated Aluminium Corporation announced a significant surge in the estimated quantity of bauxite resources in the Nyinehin area in the Ashanti region. This was reviewed in the steps towards the realization of Ghana's national objective to add value to bauxite mining. CEO of Ghana Integrated Aluminium Corporation, Michael Ansa, announced a minimum of 375 million tons in the hills 4, 5 and 6 of the Nyinahin range. This is um, the mineral resource estimation for a significant part of the Nyinahin bauxite resources. And Roksha and Giadek have been working together on the processes around how we begin to exploit the resources, develop an integrated plan, uh, including mining and a refinery solution. Following all of this work, we've been able to establish uh, bauxite reserves in the order of some 370, 75 million tons uh, in the hills 4, 5 and 6 of Nyinehin uh, range. 
You recall that earlier on, uh, Giadek had carried out a verification of the first three hills in Yenehin, in hills one, two, three. Uh, that came to 116 million metric tons. So together we are looking at uh, some half a million tons of bauxite from hills one to hill six that have been qualified in line with international standards. Uh, and these international standards are a very important thing that in, uh, this has been, uh, MRE has been done in terms of uh, the JOC standard. And therefore that makes it a bankable uh, project in terms of uh, the, the, the standard of measurement that you can take to financial institutions as you look for resources to continue the project. He made these statements in the presentation of the Minerals Resource Estimate results in Nyinehin Block B of the Nyinehin Hills in the Ashanti region to the Asante Hine Otunfo Osei Tutu II. Mr. Ansa said the mining feasibility studies have been conducted to ensure environmentally sustainable mining. It's important that uh, we uh, uh, you know, recognize the important role that he plays in the uh, Ashanti uh, nation as it were, where mining in the Ashanti region, we're mining in Yinehin. Before we started the project, uh, we came to see him. Uh, during the project, we've continued to report and to keep him abreast of what is going on. But in line with that, another thing that's a major concern to all of us, and indeed to several Ghanaians, uh, is the whole environmental husbandry, uh, because we're mining in the Tunnel of Forest Reserve. Uh, the work relating to the environmental social impact analysis has been done. All the issues around hydrology and uh, uh, biodiversity have been addressed, and this is going to be a very important thing that allows us to mine in a very responsible way. So that's a very important thing that I'm proud we have done this in line with international standards. The Asantehine commended the management for their professionalism. He asked management to consider the company name Ashanti Bauxite. Reporting for joining News Clinton, Yabwa. Now, joining us on Zoom is Aula Sewa. She's an environmentalist. Uh, Sewa, it appears the advocacy by civil society, including your own outfit and the pushback by the people within the tunnel enclave, uh, have all come to nothing. Looking at what is happening, mining will take place in Yinehini. What is your initial reaction to this? Good evening. Um, thank you for having me. The initial um, reaction is disappointment, obviously. And uh, looking at uh, what's going on around the country, one is just uh, not convinced that uh, the mining will be done in such a way that um, the environment is protected. So we are disappointed and uh, we just have to see how best we can move forward. Mm, all right. So the argument by government is that uh, this will create jobs and also help boost local and national economy. Is that a fair justification to put uh, the, uh, forward by government? Well, if your land has been polluted, if you are suffering from lung disease, if uh, you can't have the kind of livelihood you used to have, mm. of what use are the jobs? I mean, let me sort of take you back to, for example, the Afao Forest. Mm. Ask the people of Atronsu what the um, mining of bauxite has done to the once pristine Atronsu stream. I was given a sample of uh, water from the once pristine um, stream. Mm. And the mining is, is being done by Ghana Bauxite Company. And according to activists in Atronsu, their activities have resulted in the pollution of their once pristine water. So of what good is it to them when you talk about, uh, about job creation? In any case, we have to come to the realization that mm. forest reserves are not... Um, for mining, just because we found uh, deposits there. There are other uses for forest reserves. Mining is not the only alternative. 
All right. Job creation can come from other sources, green from the green environment. All right, so we know that GEDEC says best practices would be deployed uh, throughout the duration of the project. I believe that that assurance should give you some confidence that things will be done uh, differently this time around. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody is convinced. I'm sure that uh, this is what he means, and mm. uh, that may well be so. But the reality, when we look around the country, what is going on, it doesn't look like it's borne by the fact. I will go back to Ghana Bauxite Company mm. and go back to the pollution of the Atronsu stream and also of their landscape. There are supposed to be environmental and regimes in place but their water has still been polluted. So I don't think anybody is convinced. People are apprehensive and rightly so. And let me be very clear, the climate in the country right now is that uh, since the passage of LI2462, everywhere is fair game. To think that there was even um, uh, the high street company even thought of mining in Kakum National Park. That tells you the environment we have. And uh, people are very, very disappointed in what is going on. All right, thank you so much, Sewa Awula, for speaking to us here on Join News Prime. Sewa Awula is an environmentalist. Now, still on mining, in the midst of the illegal mining destruction across the country, a citizen resistance is emerging in some communities. One of them is Atronso in Bibiani Ahuyansu Bekwai municipality. Their residents are leading a crusade against any form of mining to protect their farms and a beautiful forest and water source in that community. That is captured in the concluding part of Poison for Gold, a documentary produced by Erastus Asari Donko. Here are excerpts. Atronsu is a small farming community in the Bibiani Anyasobekwai municipality. It is home to this beautiful forest and its serene water source, the Atronsu stream. Perhaps this is one of the most cleanest water sources flowing through a very green, serene forest on my trail across Ghana. This is so clean, you can drink it. And this is the lifeblood of the farmers, the cocoa farms, pepper growing farms, other farms across this community. Series of attempts have been made to give this land out for community mining schemes, but the community says no. Eighty-year-old Georgina Awotri and others want any form of mining to be resisted. Did you say you are bringing community mining here? These young ones are the reason we live and work. The mining will bring teenage pregnancy and truancy. The children will not go to school. Look at the devastation caused by mining on the Dunka Road. Look at how the buildings have been affected. Look at the polluted water bodies. Children are drowning in pits. We are saying we don't want any communal mining. Give us better jobs, not mining. If the government wants peace, they should consider the decision to bring mining here. We don't want it. Patrick Jaffet Danso, a farmer, 
and some residents are in court fighting to prevent the destruction of this green ecosystem. If it is community mining, at least it is the community members who are to engage in it. But here is the case, they said uh, two companies, Gido Mining Company, Aramzad Company, they are from somewhere that we don't know. The address can be found in Kumasi. So how come it is community mining? Now, the case is at the High Court. So until what we are seeking for, we want injunction to be placed on this community mining because we are not ready. Because of the consequences that we, we foresee, so no matter what, even if they are going to kill us, they should kill us and then take the land. Me and my brothers and those who love the town, we are fighting. Even, I will say again, if they will kill us one by one, we shall fight until they stop what they want to do. Let's shift our attention to the court where G Chief Justice Gertrude Tokuno is alarmed about the security situation of the judiciary. According to her, recent attacks on judges and judicial personnel is affecting justice delivery due to lack of concrete security measures at the court. Now, Justice Tokuno has further revealed that many courts across the country are still under lock and key as a result of these security breaches and warns that if the situation is not checked, can create more destruction in the country. She raised these concerns during an engagement on public safety between the judicial service and members of the police management board. Looking forward to discussions with you on how prosecution can become efficient, how prosecutions can become efficient, how we can work together in training, especially in evidence gathering, evidence preservation, uh, uh, in cyber, security issues. Um, we have, I am particularly nervous currently about fake marriage certificates, uh, fake adoption orders, fake th these kind of situations. And I'm glad that CID is here with us. Um, I'm also particularly nervous about local cases. It may seem, uh, it may be something that's not quite known, but it, it, it seems as if our country leaks so much, so much from um, parallel, a parallel shadow industry in, 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 in the local um, realm. I'm told, for instance, that uh, next door in Cote d'Ivoire, they are making millions of dollars from Lotto. Now, the public relations officer of the Ghana Bar Association, Sevia Kuje, joins us on phone for more on this story. Uh, Mr. Kuje, you've heard the concern by the Chief Justice. May we know the observation by the Ghana Bar Association on this particular issue of attacks on the court and how rampant this particular thing is? Thank you very much, and uh, good evening to your viewers. Mm. Yes, uh, this is a major concern in recent times because uh, there's been a few attacks uh, on the judicial staff and the courts, including judges. To the extent that some judges who uh, had to leave post for some time. Uh, but I think that uh, to be able to take care of all this, we need to do a lot of education 
uh, as to how our adjudication process works. Okay. If people really understand how it works, I believe they'll be patient enough to wait for the outcome of cases and will not think that at any stage of the case that they seem not to understand what is happening, they can intervene in the, on their own accord. Again, I also like to appeal to opinion leaders in communities where uh, courts are. Uh, sometimes uh, their interventions appear to rather uh, be interfering with the judicial process, mm. which I believe is raised. Uh, they don't seem to understand sometimes themselves or their supporters and uh, natives uh, mass up and go to the court. So I think that it is true. We have to intensify security there. But if we can do education, mm. why do we expend money uh, paying security officers to come there? Do we even have the numbers to go to every nook and cranny of this country where courts are located? So I think that we have to be disciplined enough and we, we have to be patient uh, to await the outcome of cases because we are in court because mm. we couldn't resolve the problems at home. All right. Even though you mentioned a lack of awareness on the work of uh, the judiciary, the basic question will be, what is actually the root cause of triggering these attacks and what can be done to actually avert it beyond uh, just creating the awareness of the importance of what the uh, judicial service does? I think this is purely as the way I see Because if you take the recent standard, they believe that Mm. Uh, they would not, uh, the perpetrator will not be dealt with, forgetting that everybody is presumed is presumed innocent until proven guilty in, in criminal matters. Yeah. Uh, so I think that, of course, court users and the courts, uh, especially the judges themselves and court administrators and court staff, should also conduct themselves in the manner that uh, a lot of confidence will be reposed in the system. People have a lot of confidence in the system. Mm. All right, thank you so much, Mr. for speaking to us here on Joy News Prime. You're still watching Joy News Prime with me, Carlos Caloni. We have more after this break. Please stay. Every day, people have money emergencies. I need my school fees. Emergency. Mommy, chop money. money. Emergency. 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 Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, Charlie, and enjoyment. At the top five, we got. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Echo Bank, the Pan-African Bank. From the days of Kwame Nkrumah's relentless fight for freedom, Ghana's journey has been nothing short of remarkable. It's a land where resilience and hope run deep. Through the years, Ghanaian leaders have risen with bold initiatives, becoming a beacon of hope for Africa and its citizens. It's a story of nation building, from the ashes of colonialism to the soaring heights of sovereignty. Fear has given way to optimism. Ghana has not only become an example to its neighbors, but a symbol of peace, growth, independence, and innovation. And now, we script a new era. 
a modern era of convenience and innovation. Introducing Chopbox, a future filled with job opportunities for our youth and credit facilities to provide a brighter future for all. Imagine stress-free shopping where there are no more long drives, no more market hustle. A company that places its customers above all else, fighting tirelessly to make their lives easier. Where credit opens doors previously locked and where convenience is not just a luxury but a way of life. This is the journey of Ghana, a journey marked by resilience and the relentless pursuit of progress. Chopbox is our new era change from the old to the new. Chopbox, a convenient service. Kwajo, why are you late? Yes, Kwajo, why are you late again? Kwajo, can't you talk? See, mommy, I could lie like Amma. And say I was doing my homework with my friends. Or lie like Emma and say I was helping Grandma buy food. Mommy, I will not lie like Emma. I was playing with my friends. And that is why I'm late. Homework now. Thank you for not lying to me. Your Calipo is in the fridge. Calipo, the natural fruit juice drink. Oh, do you know that? This advert is FDA approved. The 2023 Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is more than an exhibition. It's the gateway to your dream home. Don't miss this chance to make informed decisions about every aspect of your living space. Join us at the Accra International Conference Center from Thursday, November 23rd to Sunday, November 26th, 2023. This year, we are diving into the theme of home ownership, exploring the nuances between affordability, comfort, and luxury. We are bringing everything housing under one roof just for you. See you there. The Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is in partnership with Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank, and powered by the Plant City Extension Project from Cities and Habitats, Rent to Own, and sponsored by Elegant Homes and General Constructions Limited, where quality meets value. Global Lighting, your solution to quality lighting. Syntex Tank, Air Strong, Air Tough, Springfield Estates, where dreams are built, virtual security, complete security solution, DBS, your roof experts, virtual InfoSec Africa, security solutions by design, Alphabet City, the ABC of Home Sweet Home, St. Gobain Weber, Jiprock, Prorock, Placo, Isover, making the world a better home, Clifton Homes, Beautiful homes, wise investments. The Kissington Heights, Airport City, Kumasi, by HDG Homes Limited. It feels like becoming an entrepreneur aside academics is never going to be possible when you're in school. Mainly because we feel that we are young and we don't have the resources and the guts to be one. But... If you believe in yourself and you have the passion to become an entrepreneur, then you already are. Staying ahead in a highly competitive environment requires applying creativity and innovation to every aspect of your journey to becoming an entrepreneur. Presently, entrepreneurship is driven by creativity and innovation to attain business objectives. The explosion in technology, business, entrepreneurship and consumption in this new era is as a result of the ongoing application of innovation. Milton Bell once said, 
If opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. So, if you are ready to be an entrepreneur, Heritage Christian College is ready for you. Heritage Christian College moves you from a wantrepreneur to become an entrepreneur. The malaria will not read down, eh? It's a little joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthemeter and Lumefantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. When you're little, days are extremely busy. Work. Traffic jams. Meetings. Conference calls. Luckily, our mom is here to take good care of us with day-by-day baby and day-by-day kids and their naturally active ingredients. Our skin is hydrated, soothed, and protected all day long. Yes. Welcome back and thank you so much for staying with us here on Joy News Prime. Now let's take you to the Ashanti region where the Ashanti Henios the second has asked chiefs to prevail on the government, including members of parliament, to account for stalled projects in the Ashanti region. Among these are the phase two of both the KJTR market and the Kumasi International Airport and road project as well as the Konfarnoche Maternity and Children's Block. Now, Earlier this year, it was reported contractors had abandoned the project site of unpaid arrears owed them by the government. Now, addressing the Ashanti Regional House of Chiefs, the Ashanti Hini said chiefs should not sit aloof but demand answers. Nananum, what are we also doing? I see a lot of chiefs going to the president for favors. Have we done the same for the airports and our roads? Let's ask ourselves. The regional minister has been appointed as caretaker, but what are we also doing as chiefs? We have to follow up to know what is delaying our projects. Regional 
we should know if indeed there is no money to fund all these projects. Let us also seek answers from government on why the projects are not completed. Standing committee. We must be visiting these sites to see for ourselves what is happening. But have we? No, we haven't. Now, Ashanti Regional Minister Simon Osemensa, in responding to the concerns from the Asante, he said the project have stalled due to the government's inability to settle its debt with the contractors. Sir, uh, maternity and children's block and a credit central market fees too. And a Kumasi international airport fees too. Contractor no, and a Adokro contractor. Two for Adama, Okuapa, and a Yasa contractors here, then the Amekasa. Your Majesty, the President intended to complete all these projects, including the Confonochi Maternity and Children's Block, and also the Phase 2 of the Kititia Market and the Kumase Airport. But the Domestic Debt Exchange Program came in, so government was unable to settle his death. For now, contractors have left sides. Government is looking for other means to ensure that these projects are completed. Away from that story, a state funeral has been held for former First Lady Teresa Kufu ahead of a final funeral rite on Saturday in the Ashanti region. A tribute her children said her compassionate and strict nature and her nicknames like Chief Justice, the law, and severe. Widower and former uh, President John Ajekum Kufu in his tribute also said Teresa Kufu helped him to survive a 15-month jail term at the Asha Fort prison after an unexpected coup d'etat in 1972. Maxwell Agbaba has more in this report. People from diverse backgrounds and political affiliations have gathered at the forecourt of the State House to bid their final farewell to the late former First Lady. Some mourners say this collective tribute underscores her inclusive legacy, transcending political boundaries. Despite her passing at the age of 87, the song from the choir here has left many in a pensive mood. Felt tribute, Edward Ejikum Kufu, speaking on behalf of the children, said their mother was both compassionate and a disciplinarian, and her numerous nicknames. One of the earliest rules was that we couldn't claim ownership of things that we found in the house compound because it was your house. 
everything, including the mangoes on the tree, belong to you. If you were, we had to ask permission. The disciplinarian in you earned you many coded nicknames, such as Severe, The Law, Chief Justice, and a few more. But somehow, you always knew it was you we were referring to. Moving on, but for the timely intervention of businessman Nana Kwame Bediako, a 13-year-old cancer patient, Ishmael Abokari, could have died of complications. Now, parent of the JHS1 people, who has always dreamt of becoming an army officer, have had to resort to traditional medicines as they could not afford chemotherapy services at the Kolibu Teaching Hospital. There's more in the following report. 13-year-old Ismail Abubakar, a JHS1 people from Nandom in the Upper West region, was diagnosed with a cancer of the bone known medically as osteosarcoma. The situation could only be managed with chemotherapy. His mother, a petty trader, could however not afford the cost of treatment and transportation from Nandom to the Kolebu Teaching Hospital in Accra, and thus they had no option but to resort to other ways of treatment. The young boy, whose dream is to become a military officer, saw his life and dreams dashing away from him as his condition worsened on a daily basis. It started on February, yes, 7th of February that we went to the hospital. The doctors, they say it was osteosarcoma. Osteosarcoma. So, yeah, we were here taking the chemo, for four months, but due to financial problem, we were short. We didn't have anyone else to help, so we have to run back home for local treatment. And when we got home, we were doing the local treatment, but still, the case was worsened. It was worsened, yes. But now young Ismaila and his mother can heave a sigh of relief as businessman and philanthropist Nana Kwame Bediakun took care of the bills and transportation from the Upper West region to the Kolebu Teaching Hospital where the affected leg was amputated to prevent cancer from spreading to other parts of the body. Nana Kwame Bediako says he is happy he's been able to touch a life. I am with a friend that today is the first time I'm meeting him and um, this kid was somewhere very far in Ghana, very almost outside Ghana and he was in a hospital and his leg he had cancer and it was rotten and it was coming all the way to the waist. And if he went above it, he was going to die. I was in Turkey when I had the phone call. And they couldn't drive him from there to Kolebu for this operation. So I had to organize a helicopter to go and pick him. On that note, I really want to thank the Ghana Armed Forces for helping me to make this happen. So we lifted him in a helicopter. He had a few days to die, but God saved him. He also urged other philanthropists to help people like Ismaila, whose lives can be saved with just an act of kindness. Well, I think this is one of the reasons why maybe this philanthropical uh, moment could, could inspire some people to also do so or help. You know, I don't think I'm the only one that can help. There are a lot of people out there who are helping and are willing to help. And although I know that we don't have the right hospitals in the rural areas and everything, it's something that we should work hard 
towards and we should pray towards a better future. We'll take a break. We're going to show this. Stay with us. Every day, people have money emergencies. Mom, I need my school fees. Emergency. Mom, it's your money emergency. 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 Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, Charlie and enjoyment. At the top life, we got it. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies in Chop Life. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. That's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. It has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-X. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? In life, you sometimes seem to be cruising along. But just when you least expect it, things could go horribly wrong. Leave nothing to chance. Let Geico Group help you achieve your goals with customized solutions for life and general insurance, healthcare and finance. Glyco, we cushion you for life. Vet Investment Limited. It's time for showbiz, and guess what? JQ is here. Hi, Kaloni. Mm-hmm. What's up? <laughs> well, nothing much. Mm. Um, there's a lot happening in the showbiz world. But well, we're starting with the president of Ghana, Nana Kufuado. Um, he has called on African filmmakers to tell stories about Africa. He made this call during his address at the ongoing Africa Cinema Summit at the Moving Peg Hotel in Accra. Now, the president in his speech acknowledged the power of film in national development, and he urged the filmmakers to give premium to African culture whilst telling their story. ...of this war back in the hands of you, the young, the powerful. I'm a good follower, sir. 
film and the identity as Africans are deeply intertwined. They have always been. While African movies have a powerful influence on the culture they tend to merge with, they also reflect prevalent concerns, attitudes and beliefs in many societies. The president of Ghana, Nana Kufuado, is calling on African filmmakers to tell stories about Africa. It's also an opportunity, finally, to have the world partake in the rich stories in our communities to get our stories and narratives out there and to tackle negative perceptions established about the continent. I urge all of you gathered in Accra today to continue to tell stories about Africa, our history, and our future. Tap into the richness of our culture and confront head-on the stereotypes that are detrimental to our... The big question remains, how has Africa been portrayed in the media space? And are Africans telling the story? We will get to that conversation. But for now, let's make an effort to support African films. For Joy News, I am Jacqueline and Sumaya Boa. My dearest and brightest shine among Well, let's make an effort to tell the African story. Yeah. You know, most of the times when... Uh, we portray most of our movies, we don't really depict the good part. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so yeah. from henceforth, we should do that. Now, Accra has claimed the top spot as the must visit destination in 2024 in the latest report by CN Traveller. Now, the report says Accra has steadily been um, cementing its reputation as the continent's capital of cool and a reimagination of pan African heritage. The name Accra is global. Accra has claimed to spot as one of the must-visit destinations for 2024, according to the latest report by CN Traveller. The article highlights the city's dynamic nightlife, thriving in both Osu and East Legon enclaves, its diverse food offerings, a lively creative scene, and a rich art and culture environment fostering creators of all. But that's not all. The city has become a cultural hub with an array of museums that weave tales of history and tradition. Accra isn't just a destination, it's an immersion in pure enjoyment. Accra invites travelers to discover the perfect blend of leisure and excitement. Accra, the perfect spot for all your tour in 2024. That is Accra for you. Mm. Best place to be in Yeah, Accra is really beautiful. Yeah, so for all the diasporans, they mm. should be in Accra December and 2024. Yeah. Now, American rapper Snoop Dogg, I know you know Snoop Dogg, right? Mm -hmm. So in a post today, he says he's quitting smoking after um, it was once claimed that um, the rapper um, smokes cannabis 75 to 150 joints rolled for him every 24 hours. And basically, people have been sharing their views about this. Uh, most, of, uh, most people are of the view that he won't be able to stop. Just as you can see on the screen, someone says, protect them, lungs, uncle. And this one also says, the withdrawals are going to be a big battle. Um, but you need, if you need a recipe, let me know. But Carlos, do you think he will stop? Yeah, with hard work. You know, it's not easy stopping uh, smoking and all that. But uh, if he's committed to it, I believe he can really, you know, stop. But 70 to 150 it's not is a easy. lot. It's a but lot. I think that he, he should have started gradually, you know, by just stopping, you know, 
at once. I don't think it's... it's, it's well, a, lo a lot of people are of the opinion that it would be very difficult. He posted it um, earlier today, mm. and people shared the opinion. Some mm. of them said... We, we, we've there was a little group of people who also said that he mm. won't be able to stop. Which, okay. But I believe he would be able to stop, though. Okay. All right. So um, now, throwback Thursday, um, as a funeral of the late Theresa Kufour, wife of former President John Ajikum Kufour, unfolded today, striking images of her as a young lady suffers and prompting emotional reactions. Carlos, what are some of your fondest memories about her? Um, a lot, a lot. She's a calm and collected woman. I remember her for her softness and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, same here. And um, most people have been sharing their opinions about that. And as I said, it happened today. Yeah. And may her soul rest in peace. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's all for Showbiz. And that's it for this particular bulletin. You can log on to myjoyonline.com for more stories. My name is Carlos Caloni. Thank you so much for watching. Prime Business is up next with Emma Davis, the award-winning journalist. Because of my frutelli. It's a kosher Would you like my frutelli? Frutelli, all natural fruit juice and the perfect way to the heart. Who loves you because of your frutelli? This advert is FDA. A capenu, a ya, a nutrient proof for say a bibber otadia. Padia unsan cotton imprudent. Namekanfu SCP. Amo SCP. Ewa Tema Shahel. A one of what you can see. A dinape. Pavement blocks. Bosan Casancasa. And a dear DC game Piano. Oko Shahera. SCP. Ebe Mobi. Some person will soon dine. Napoto Bu concrete. And Yafra Cotosimint Yakopabu Akopania. Ufre SCP. Cardi concrete. I'm messing it with quality. Cement warm. On the be good camera amount. So what am I? A fiena, dodoa, a flower, bong, and in patam winara. Your office. I was printed road. Yani papaya restaurant in the deep shed. Free SCP was 0501-672-608. Ana free number 0800-626-262. Welcome to German Ozo Medical Center, the pioneer of ozone therapy clinics in Ghana and West Africa. If you are dealing with conditions like diabetes, diabetic ulcers, stroke, arthritis, bodily osculator pain, viral infections and more, we invite you to explore the advanced complementary therapy. Rediscover your true self through our facial micronutrient sauna for detoxification, bringing forth the radiant glow you've always dreamed of. For exceptional data health solutions, we offer services such as digital Hollywood zirconia smile, clear aligner treatment, implant and digital dentistry. At the German Ozone Medical Center, our dedicated and friendly team of professionals are committed in providing you with unique and top-notch dental experience. Call us on 055-024-2222 or 055-025-2222.
that drives you. The very thought of it fuels you. And even when the road gets rocky, you keep going. Just to get the results that matter. It could be about you. It could be the lives you touch. It could be about something dear to your heart. Such results leave a sweet lingering smile, a sense of fulfillment. That's why you work till late, yet rise with the sun. Yes, your drive knows no limit. Do it with Stanwick Bank, where we spare you on to get the results that matter. medical emergency can drain your savings in the stock times and as medical expenses increase by the day why not pass that on to us at eight medical insurance simply get a health insurance plan from eight and enjoy a whole year of not worrying about hikes in medical expenses eight medical insurance the new phase of healthcare financing in Ghana Business segment is brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. It's time you switch to Bell Pack today.
Hello, good evening, and welcome to Prime Business with me, Emma Davis. Now to a story coming in. The Bank of Ghana is warning the public against dealing with eight money transfer organizations and forex firms operating without approval. The Bank of Ghana, in the statement issued a while ago, stated that these firms are operating within the remittance and forex markets without approval from the central bank. The firms are lengthy, wise, Transfer Go, Zoom, a PayPal service. The rest are Send Value, Bo Boss Revolution, BTC as a Finance, and Supersonics. The Bank of Ghana, in the said notice, is advising the various players in the banking and financial sectors not to facilitate transactions with these firms. The Bank of Ghana also adds that it will not hesitate sanction, to sanction any financial institution that does not comply with this directive. And in the statement there, you could, you could find the, the firms listed. And it also reads that Section 3.1 of, of the Foreign Exchange Act 2006, Act 723, states that a person shall not engage in the business of dealing the business of money transfers or any other authorized dealer. The public, banks, dedicated electronic money issuers and enhanced payment service providers are by this notice cautioned to desist from dealing with any of these institutions named above. Approved MTOs are hereby reminded to terminate their foreign exchange flows through their partner institutions only and to adhere strictly to all guidelines in respect of the operations. By this notice, all market players are reminded of the directives above and entreated to comply accordingly. Non-compliance will result in severe sanctions, including the withdrawal of the license of the institution in breach. So with the Bank of Ghana, as it says, it has instituted a lot of measures to promote digitalization in the banking sector and financial technology startups. The central bank maintains that some of these initiatives have gone a long way to improve payment systems in the country and supported the growth of banks. First Deputy Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Maxwell Opoku Afari, has been speaking on NASDAQ, NASDAQ Trade Talk on the sidelines of the FinTech Festival in Singapore. Bank of Ghana has done a lot since 2019. We started a lot before 2019, but I want to take it from 2019 when we worked together to introduce the Payment Systems and Services Act. This Payment Systems and Services Act allowed the Bank of Ghana to license and also regulate electronic money issuers and payment service providers. That was transformational. Prior to that, they were not officially licensed and regulated by the Bank of Ghana. So once we were able to get that in, on, on board and we were able to then allow uh, license and regulate them, then the Bank of Ghana in 2020 set up a dedicated office in the bank called the FinTech and Innovation Office. That dedicated office was then to drive the agenda for the cash light agenda and also to promote the digitization agenda in Ghana. 
How does this align with the broader transformation goals of Ghana? You know, uh, since the new the government came into power, they decided to push or uh, uh, transform the economy through digitization and to promote growth. So digitization has been a key agenda for that. And the central bank has been at the center of this digitization drive. So what we've done is that since setting up the, having the payment systems and services act in place and setting up the, the, the FinTech office, we've put together a lot of policy initiatives that are aligned with that of the government's broader agenda. One, we've tried to bring back what we call a risk-based licensing and regulatory framework. You know, it's always difficult to strike a good balance between innovation right. and financial stability. So we've tried to do that to ensure that we bring proportionality to the way fintechs are regulated and licensed to give them the flexibility to innovate, but at the same time to ensure that we do not compromise on financial stability. And we've done that, and beyond that, we've also introduced a lot of policies and guidelines. Away from the Bank of Ghana, the National Petroleum Authority has assured that all products sold in the country meet the necessary safety and international standards. It follows complaints from some consumers about reduced performance of their vehicles as a result of fuel purchase from some retail stations. The development forced the authority to undertake some investigations. But in a statement, the industry regulator maintained that issues about vehicle performance cannot be linked to substandard petroleum products sold in the country. Joining us via phone is the head of communications at NPA, Mohammed Abdul Kudus. Hello, Mohammed. Thanks for joining me tonight. Can we first establish how widespread this issue is? Thank you so much for having me on your network. Um, widespread of it um, would probably be difficult for me to really establish. But I might say that we've had um, complaints both from the social media and direct um, representation to our authority, indicating that some people have one form of challenge after consuming some petroleum uh, products. And so that generated the, the, the concerns out there. And so to the question of how widespread, that might be difficult. But if through it, our investigation suggests that it is mostly the consumers of the premium petrol who had this particular uh, complaints. And um, if you were to segment them, I probably can say it conservatively, uh, over 90% of Ghanaians consume the regular, not the premium uh, fuel. So it is out of the consumers of premium fuel that we have reported incidents of challenges to their cars after a feeling of buying the, uh, the product into their tank. Is it safe to say you've concluded your investigations? Absolutely, absolutely. So um, what we've traced and realized is that um, it has to do with the concentration of one of the parameters in uh, at the fuel. The fuel, as you say, it contains certain parameters or, 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 or metals. And depending on their configuration, of the car, it might have this allowable or tolerance level to a particular metal in the, 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 the composition of the fuel. And in this particular instance, we realized that we have a certain concern that came into gas. 
that had a higher uh, concentration than what we've been used to over the period. What we've been used to has basically be, has been between 6 and 8 milligrams per liter of the concentration of manganese. But the standard asset under the authority is between 0 and 18. So the last consignment that we had, we realized that it had close to the highest allowable uh, standard that is closer to the heating. And some particular brand of vehicles had a certain tolerance to the level of that, that concentration. And that is why some actually uh, registered or realized the slow performance of their cars and the acceleration was not uh, as it is supposed to be. And in some cases, checking of the car that is suspected to be an effect on the plugs. So it has to do with the less concentration of manganese. But like I said, sort of we ought to establish that the standard for the concentration of manganese is between 0 and 18. And so a product that comes into the country and it is within this limit is acceptable, it is wholesome, and indeed standard for consumption. But depending on the vehicle that are using, a vehicle that has a top level of uh, manganese below 5, so such vehicle when they consume such uh, are likely to have the challenge. And like I said, in the recent past, it's not a hard, it's that has gone beyond 8. Okay, but obviously, like I said, because the limit is at 18, it is allowed for somebody to bring somebody a product beyond 8. But MCA has actually taken it upon itself to ensure that, okay, we are able to get a certain category or kind of oil into the system that would supply or feed all uh, our facets of the consuming public. Accordingly, we've directed that um, consignments that subsequently are going to be brought into the country must not have manganese level beyond for the regular and premium petrol respectively. And so, uh, Mr. Kudus, I understand you are, you are checking the magnesium level, but what, what, what other actions are you taking in dealing with this challenge? And then will there be any conversations for persons that have had their vehicles damaged as a result of this development? Okay, so first of all, what we are doing, and that is what I started with, by saying that um, so we've directed the importers association that going forward, the consignment that they be bringing into the country should not have a concentration beyond 6 and 2 milligrams per liter for regular and premium. That is to be able to take care of the customers that have vehicles whose tolerance level should not go beyond 6, so hopefully would have been arrested. Then secondly, we are in conversation with the Ghana Standard Authority who are mandated to come out with the current standards, hopefully to 6 and 2, so that we are able to have a law that regulates how much comes into the country beyond the directive from the MTA. On the leg of compensation, we actually are assessing a report case by case basis. So those who are affected when they report to us, that investigation would be conducted and uh, largely the victim could be invited to be part of the discussion. So where is it established that indeed a particular fuel from a particular OMC has had effect on the performance of a car, we could get the particular OMC to really uh, remedy the situation by fixing the car for the consumer.
established that indeed the trace of the effect is from the consumption of that particular vehicle. So we're encouraging as many people as possible. Let's have a dialogue. Let's bring our cases to the MPA. Let it be established so that when it is really established beyond reasonable doubt that it is a consumption of a particular a product from a particular OMC that has led to a certain effect, then we can have a conversation as to how to remedy the situation so there will be a win-win situation for, for us all. Thank you, Mr. Kudus, for making time. Mohamed Abdul Kudus is Communications Manager at NPA. Now, the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry says it is in talks with the Ghana Exim Bank to provide cheaper funding for Ghanaian women SMEs. According to the Chamber, it is imperative for these women to compete favorably under the African continental free trade area, just like other trading counterparts. Speaking to Joy Business at the GIZ GNCCI National Women Conference on AFTA, President of the Chamber, Dr. Clement Osei Amwako, said there must be a deliberate effort to support women SMEs in that regard. Here's more. The private sector, which includes about 44% women entrepreneurs, currently constitutes 90% of enterprises in Ghana in a bid to boost women participation in trade under the African Continental Free Trade Area Agreement, EIZ, in partnership with the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry, have organized the National Women Conference on AFTA to provide them with tailor-made solutions on how to leverage on the trade pact in order to compete favorably. Dr. Clement Sayamwako is the president of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry. The AFTA, a flagship project of the Agenda 2063, goes beyond facilitating trade. It serves as a catalyst for uplifting our community and empowering individuals to overcome poverty through the creation of an enabling environment where they can thrive in an economically integrated continent. To materialize, we must ensure inclusivity and sustainable socioeconomic development. He tells Joy Business his chamber is in talks with Exim Bank and other stakeholders on how to provide cheaper source of funding to Ghanaian entrepreneurs apply their trade in exports. That exports is the best for every country to thrive on. Once we are doing international trade, export has more advantage than import. And so governments together with us must see the essence of exporting. And so even if you have to get a cost of fund very low for them to penetrate, and I must say that here, you must look at our competitive and comparative advantage, those that we can produce at a lower cost to be able to penetrate the market because the consumer has a perfect knowledge of the market in terms of prices. Yes, we are going to work with the government, we are going to work with other bodies together with the Ezim Bank and sit down with the Ministry of Trade and other people to make sure that our women, and for that matter the entire uh, people who want to export in Africa have a reasonable and a very, you know, um, reduced interest rate to be able to patronize. Programs Officer, Enterprise Support and Trade in Finance at AFTA, Utochet Divine, called for the review of the country's trade laws to support women who want to compete under AFTA. There is a need for us to integrate AFCFT into our trade laws as a country to align with, with the AFCFTA objective. So the NCO under one of our thematic areas captured in our national policy framework, which is trade policy, we are currently reviewing our trade laws to see that they align with the AFCFTA. In the context of women, women form a very chunk of our cross-border trade. So there's a need for us to also integrate 
women and youth in our trade laws. The conference brought over 100 women-led businesses together. For Joy Business, Pios Kojubaka. The Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair comes off next week. Ahead of the fair, we will be bringing you glimpses of what to expect. Today, one of the exhibitors, PetroTrust, a pensions company, explains its unique service of helping people use part of their pension contributions to acquire a home. And Petra has been on a journey, as our mission says, partnering people to achieve their dreams. We've been looking for ways we believe that we are the partners that individuals can use to achieve whatever dreams and goals they have in life. Companies started with uh, pension planning, which is what we are known for, but our vision has always been helping people to plan for a better future, um, no matter how short or how long that future is. Our understanding of the housing sector um, comes in two major folds. One is the cost of houses, right? We all know that there's a, there's a deficit. Uh, our recent uh, statistics show that there's a huge deficit in housing. Um, but the problem stems from, one, the cost of the housing, to the affordability, as in the financing and the individual's ability to come up with what it takes to be able to afford the houses that are available on the market. So our approach has been, okay, based on our knowledge and understanding, how do we solve these problems? And that's where this Ease Homes uh, product and drive comes from. Um, we've been able to partner with developers to bring down comparatively house prices um, using the numbers and using our asset bases um, as, as leveraging tools. So, for example, on a typical house that will be sold for $80,000, um, when you buy through Petra, you can pay anything from sixty dollars to $65,000 for that um, kind of house. Um, we also have worked with the banks to come up with very flexible and affordable mortgage or financing terms, for example. So we know that uh, typically when you try to get a mortgage, you need to pay 20% and then you need to finance the other 80%. That 20% is a big ask for many people in Ghana. Um, our work with the bank, given that we have assets and we work with them as financial partners, has been able to um, change that. So we are able to offer you a 100% mortgage where you don't need to pay any deposit. Uh, the banks have also been able to come to the table to offer us preferential rates towards buying of the houses. They are kitties like um, you can access your tier 3 and your tier 2 funds as part payments towards own, owning um, your house. And so these are some of the challenges that we see in the housing industry and this is how we are aiming to solve those challenges in opening up this uh, market and allowing people to achieve their goals. Because we have access to your funds, um, that serves as security for the banks to have the confidence that they can actually lend to you 100%. So if the house costs 700,000 Ghana cities, 500,000 Ghana cities, because you have assets with us as Petra, we provide that as security to the banks and based on that, they can actually allow you to pay, uh, give you the 100% of the money and then they amortize it over the period. Let me just add that also traditionally the banks would give you 15 years mortgage, but because of this partnership that we are working with, and you can get a mortgage up to 25 years, which increases your affordability as an individual, right? So if you went to the bank alone, they would say, we, we are going to spread the payment over 15 years and you need to pay 20%. If you come through Petra, 
the payment can be spread up to 25 years and they can give you the full amount that you need to, to afford the property. That's just one of the ways that we're trying to solve this problem. The other uh, interesting and exciting one is that per the Pensions Act, you are allowed to access your funds for the purposes of acquiring a primary home. And so there is also possibility to use your pension funds to access a home. Our target market is everyone. Um, there's a, a very fine difference between um, those who can afford now and those who can afford later. That's why we have home planning as part of the product that we're selling. So you may not be able to afford it now, but we could put you on a plan that in the next five years you'll be able to afford a home if you stick to the plan and work with our advisors. And so our target is pretty much everyone. Um, the product and uh, the drive comes in three major placements. Right? In the first place, we are able to offer you um, a cheap mortgage over a longer period to help you finish your building. So you get construction financing or um, a home financing package. In the second space, we can actually help to put you in any house at all that you are interested to, to, to own. And we are again using our relationships to give you cheaper mortgage rates, longer tenors, and uh, cheaper pricing of the houses. What is interesting is the third one where we are actually able to work with a developer and be able to commit some of your pension funds towards the payment of your primary home. And this is money that you didn't know that you had access to. And indeed, according to the law, unless you go on pension, you don't have access to. There is a, a moonshot goal that we are currently piloting. We are able to help employers who have sort of acquired lands on behalf of their employees to, to bring together contractors with set plans and provide the financing that they individuals can use to sort of complete their homes. We, we did a lot of research last year, uh, started piloting it at the beginning of this year, uh, and now we're actually going out based on the success stories that we have. We have uh, somebody that was able to access a home, for example, they, they're looking to buy a home, um, but they don't have the time, they don't even trust developers. They don't know what to look out for. But when they heard of um, Easy Homes by Petra, a trusted brand, they were able to close on a house in, in Pokwasi area, and now they have a house because they know they can trust Petra to lead them to the right people, for example. So this is purely using the brand. There's another person that had a land, they are trying to build on it, um, they, are, they are really in a, in a block, they don't have enough money to continue, and they are spending money on increasing rent. Um, they didn't know that they have home financing possibilities, right? Speaking to Petra, an advisor has been able to help them to access home financing, which has helped them to sort of complete their house. I would invite them to come and talk to us at our stand. Obviously, in the Habitat Fair, I think it's an opportunity for us to uh, put ourselves out there for people to hear what we're trying to do. Um, the team is working on some, some promos and some profits, particularly for the fair. I wouldn't want to tease out. I think everything I've told about the, the project is quite interesting enough. So look out for us when you come to Habitat Fair, and, and we will have some very interesting offers and, and, and stories to tell you, uh, propositions for you to help you get into that primary home that you so deserve and so look up to. I look forward to seeing you at the conference center next week, 23rd to 25th of this month. 
That's all for Prime Business with me, Emma Davis. For more news, do log on to myjoyonline.com. I leave you with international business. The business segment was brought to you by... Natural fruit juice. This advert is FDA. It challenge one number. The malaria really knocked you down, eh? It challenge no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthemeter and Lumifantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Prepare for an exhilarating experience at the main fair of the 2023 Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair. Join us at the Accra International Conference Center from Thursday, November 23rd to Sunday, November 26th, 2023. Doors will be open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. each day to welcome you. This year, we are diving into the theme of home ownership, exploring the nuances between affordability, comfort, and luxury. Whether you're embarking on your home ownership journey or looking for upgrades, this fair is your destination for all things housing. Encounter a comprehensive assembly of stakeholders from Ghana's housing and construction sectors. Engage the experts across the spectrum of home creation and enhancement. The Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is in partnership with Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank, and powered by the Planned City Extension Project from Citizen Habitats. Rent to Own and sponsored by Elegant Homes and General Constructions Limited, where quality meets value. Global Lighting, your solution to quality lighting. Syntex Tank, Air Strong, Air Tough, Springfield Estates, where dreams are built. Virtual Security, Complete Security Solution, DBS, your roof experts. Virtual InfoSec Africa, Security Solutions by Design. Alphabet City. The ABC of Home Sweet Home, St. Gobain Weber, Jiprock, Prorock, Placo, Isover, making the world a better home. Clifton Homes, beautiful homes, wise investments. The Kissington Heights, Airport City, Kumasi, by HDG Homes Limited.
5,500. One of our daily lucky winners. Dial star nine four six hash to play now. Or you can also play online at www.gameparkgames.com. Game Park is regulated by the National Lottery Authority. It will be uh, headlining that qualifiers that are expected to happen tomorrow across the continent. The Black Stars, who have appeared at four of the last five World Cup tournaments, only missing out on Russia 2018, will be one of the favorites in Group I, which also features Comoros uh, versus Central African Republic in Moroni and Mali hosting Shad in Bamako on Friday. Now, Ghana's clash against Madagascar is set for the Babara Sports Stadium in the early evening and uh, with coach Chris Eaton under pressure following defeat to Mexico and the United States in their previous international window in October. He's been speaking ahead of the game, which he describes as one that he's optimistic that Ghana might get the win. Um, the under as head coach that I'm always under is to, is to win football matches and um, what we want to be able to do is we want to be able to win football matches with good performances score lots of goals and concede none this is um, this is heaven um, but we can't always have that uh, ultimately the most important thing is to to make sure that we win this is a, a, a group where we want to qualify and the only way we can qualify is to finish this group in the best way and the best way is to win football matches so we are very conscious we're very conscious of the demands of a public and what they want to see um, but around that one still always the most important thing is is getting the wins that we need well coach um, good evening my name is Solomon Amanka from Onya Group prior to this game there were a series of reports that the executive council of the Ghana Football Association had wanted to sack you if you don't win these games coming into the game are you under pressure win this game? No, no, I have no problem with this um, question. Um, my responsibilities are always is to get the correct results I need for this team, for the association, for the country and for our supporters. It's the same in every game. The first game, the second game, the third game, nothing changes. Our responsibility as coaches is to get good results. That's all. Well, the coach has also been explaining uh, the reason for his inclusion of captain Andre Dediayu, who until recently was without a club and has not played a competitive 
football game for over two months now. It will be in the thoughts of uh, every single one of us. And, um, and on a, a personal note, um, I knew him. I was uh, manager of Brighton and Hove Albion in two. Andre is our captain. He has different values. I could tell you uh, in the two days training that we've had, and similar in the, in the training that we had in September, when you see him on the, the training pitch, even even without, and this is somebody without a club, but he's training every day. Um, maybe the circumstances would be some would be different for a different type of individual, but he's our captain. He has uh, value to what he can give us on on the pitch, what he can show in training, um, but also he has value as our captain. We have. You know, something that's not spoken about so much. We have a lot of young players in the squad. Um, a lot of young players means a lot of inexperience in, in, the, in the squad. Um, Andre has value. There's value as our, our captain, leadership qualities, uh, and I think inspirational value to the younger players in this in this squad. So I think for him, it's 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 a more rounded reasons why he's in the squad. Even though this moment he does have a club at this moment, but of course up until last week. He now, former Ghana international Rafael Jamina passed on after he suffered a cardiac arrest while playing for his club in Europe. Well, the Ghana Football Association, having received approval from the Federation of Football, uh, FIFA, have decided that a one-minute silence will be done in honor of the former Ghana international ahead of the game tomorrow between Ghana and Madagascar. Chris Eaton, on his side, has been speaking about his personal experience with the player. He will be in the thoughts of uh, every single one of us. And, um, and on a, a personal note, um, I knew him. I was manager of Brighton and Hove Albion in 2017 when uh, we tried to sign him. And um, so he's somebody that I met. I was aware of the circumstances. We had just got promotion to the Premier League. So this would have been a wonderful opportunity first um, for him, um, but also in what was a very multicultural um, squad that I had, would have been the first Ghanaian in my squad. So that would have been a very proud moment. So certainly we shall all remember him as players and in whichever way, in whichever way we do this before. We pray before every game with the team and he certainly will be in our prayers. Well, as, as regards the program to honour him, uh, we officially wrote to FIFA um, to seek and their approval and this afternoon FIFA has positively responded to our request so tomorrow we shall um, have a one minute silence in his honor before kickoff thank you okay so now let's get to Kumasi where the game will take place and my colleague Stephen Zando with Love FM has joined me on phone for some update how the atmosphere is like in Kumasi ahead of the game tomorrow Zando thank you so much for you know, making time with us uh, tonight on Prime Sports. Tell us how are the people of Kumasi, uh, you know, looking forward to this game tomorrow? Um, for Kumasi, I think that the anticipation is really on the high because the Black Rats of Ghana will play in the barrier of Madagascar tomorrow at exactly 4 p.m. It is a World Cup qualifier. 
And for many of these fans in Kumasi, if you want to qualify for the World Cup tournament that will be staged in um, USA, Mexico, and Canada, you need to really start on a high, especially mm. against a country like Madagascar. The last time Ghana played Madagascar, they won by three goals to nil at the Cape Coast Stadium. So they all expect the Blackhawks of Ghana um, to start um, the, 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 the qualification series really on a high against Madagascar. And the next game will be against Como. So if you get a good result or desired result against Madagascar, I mean, you can go into the, the Commerce game um, relaxed and, and, and all that. So that is the expectation of the fans in, in Kumasi. But they also know that, I mean, the Blackhawks of Ghana recently have not really performed well um, to the expectation of these fans. So some of them that are talking to us as well are also managing their expectation ahead of the game tomorrow. But I think that um, nothing short of a win will not really convey the supporters and they are expecting the Blackhawks of Ghana to win, to win the game tomorrow. Um, earlier today, uh, um, the head coach of the Black Stars, Kisutin, held a press conference. He spoke to the media on a range of issues. And, and after that, a training session was held among the players. I mean, the, the atmosphere is okay. I mean, the, 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 the players are relaxed. They are calm. They are poised for acting. Their body language is clear that they are really ready for, for, for the game tomorrow. So, for Kumasi, the anticipation is really on the high for the Black Stars of Ghana against Madagascar tomorrow at exactly 4 p.m. Razak. I mean, Zando, I know you've been keeping tabs on the purchase of the tickets. Uh, what can you report in terms of the purchase of the ticket? Are we likely to see a packed stadium tomorrow? Or, you know, especially following the Black Stars' performance in USA, are we likely to see a strong patronage for the Black Stars game tomorrow? What have you picked up? When it comes to commercial fans patronizing Black Stars matches, I mean, it is not in doubt. I cannot sit here and doubt commercial fans because... They have always sent out their numbers, you know, to support the Black Stars of Ghana whenever they come to Kumasi. Even today, when the training session was open to the public, they came in their numbers to share on the team. And tomorrow, I expect, you know, the supporters to strong the Babayara Sports Stadium in their numbers to support the team. If you want me to speak to the figure, I think that um, the last time that I, I, I checked that dashboard, we are around 4,000, you know, um, thereabouts. But you know that on, on, on the March day, you should expect the fans to be buying the the tickets and all that. So yes, tomorrow I expect the fans in Kumasi to strong the Babaya Sports Stadium and support the Black Stars of Ghana um, as they begin their World Cup journey in terms of the qualifiers against Madagascar. Uh, Zando, finally, have you had a hint of who is likely to start for the Black Stars tomorrow? Um, so so whoever watched the training today is may get a win of how Pitsuitin wants to, you know, play tomorrow. I think as a journalist, monitoring things from afar, clearly, um, the, in, in goal post, it is going to be between Jojo Wolakos and Lawrence Akizigi. But I will not be surprised if Jojo Wolakos starts the game tomorrow. But in defense, it was clear. Nicolas Opuku and Daniel Amati will be the centre-back pair in there. Um, the right-back between Ali Ditedu, I expect him to start left back Gideon Mensah in midfield. This is where the interest is. Chris Wooten probably will start with a 4-2-4 formation. And so um, the, the midfield deal will be Babai Jusen Salah Samet. And quite surprisingly, we may see all the four strikers starting the game. Because yesterday I saw Antoine Semenyo, Inaki Williams, Jordan Ayu, and Kudis Mohamed. You know, all trained. And, and it was clear that very, very likely these players will start. So for me, I am expecting Joseph Polakot to be in post. Ali Seydou, Gideon Mensah, 
Nicolas Sofoku dans la marche et Mesfield, Baba Idrissou, um, Salis Abissamed, Afonso, Kudus Mohamed, Jordan Ayou, Antoine Semayon et Enaki Williams. Great. Fifi, uh, Steven Zando, thank you so much for uh, that update all the way from Kumasi. The games are 4 p.m. and of course, we're going to be live coming to you enjoy 99.7 FM, so you can make it with us there. But what some other qualifiers that happened today, and it was Nigeria, where they are already under pressure in Group C of the qualifiers after being held to a 1-1 draw. And you can see quite a number of chances came the way of Nigeria there. Early chances fall into uh, their strikers there, Inaki Williams, uh, Lechi Ihenacho, rather, and failing to just tap the ball into the back of an empty post. But this was the first goal that the Super Eagles, despite bossing uh, the, the, the first half of the proceedings, uh, found themselves trailing to Motulomelo in Kwanzi's 50-set minute opener. And uh, that's how corner kick and connected to it beautifully to give them the lead, shocking the fans in the Oyo Stadium all the way. Uh, in Nigeria over there. Wonderful, powerful header. The goalkeeper could do absolutely nothing. But 10 minutes later, the Super Eagles managed to respond and it was another corner kick and they connected to it to ensure that they got some draw uh, to stand some chance of qualifying out of their group to the World Cup in 2026. Well, some other games also happened outside of that Nigeria versus Lesotho game. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, results from those other games. Uh, Benin were in action. Uh, Algeria themselves were also in action. And uh, you can see on your screens there. So that's it. Uh, Egypt completely trashed uh, Djibouti there. and uh, But uh, six goals to nil. Very emphatic win. Sudan and Togo ended 1-0. Nigeria and Lesotho ended 1-0. As I mentioned, for Kabed and Angola at the time of coming here, it was still nil-nil. And uh, in the other games that also did take place, uh, you can see Morocco and Eritrea's game was cancelled, but Burundi and Gambia, uh, Burundi were winners there, and Gabon also defeated Kenya, and Botswana uh, lost to Mozambique, while Algeria defeated Somalia in their qualifiers also. Let's do some golf now, and uh, one of the world's most prestigious golf tournament, the Legends Tour, is set to be hosted at the Achimoto Golf Club in Accra, Ghana, in October next year. Well, the launch of that event was done uh, earlier in the week, and my colleague Kwame Benaya was there, and he came through with this report. This event, the National Golf Tournament in West Africa, the announcement was made during a press briefing at the Achimota Clubhouse. On Wednesday, November 15, 2023, Chief Operating Manager of the Legends Tour, Mark Asplant, revealed that the decision to bring the tournament to Ghana is to help the country develop a proper golf industry. We, we came to Ghana two, months, two, three months ago now, and we were really blown away by the friendliness and the excitement that we saw in bringing a professional golf tournament to Ghana. Action Motor will be a perfect venue for us. Um, and we're going to bring some of our top professionals to come and play alongside a couple of maybe a couple of football supporting celebrities to, to really grow golf outside of the golf uh, fan base. But the important thing to remember is, is this event is just a platform. It's a platform for tourism development, for corporate activity and for community engagement. And all of those, all of those facets we really plan to uh, develop within Ghana and help Ghana develop a proper golf industry 
uh, on the back of the Legends Tour. Frank Edu, who is the president of the Achumata Golf Club, is excited about the opportunities Ghana will enjoy from hosting the tournament. Anytime you have an event in your country and people come in, they bring, they bring some, some, some money in. Okay, as I said earlier, um, if you take Malaysia, Malaysia determined that golf should be one of their main pillars for tourism as a country. So they built, they built about 40 golf clubs in Kuala Lumpur and they put, that, put it out there. So they get at least a million people coming into Malaysia every year simply to play golf. Now, even if everybody drops $5,000, that's $5 billion. So that's, it's, if you talk about investment, depending on how you're positioning it and how you market it, it can be a significant foreign exchange NF, significant investment. He also added that his outfit is ready to stage the biggest golf event in West Africa. It was redesigned to meet international standards. So it's about maintenance. And I have to say that in the past two years, We've done a lot of work, and this course is playing like any international course you can find anywhere. So, if they wanted to play the, if they want to play the tournament next week, we'll be ready. Now, the first lady of the Republic of Nigeria, Senator Oluremi Tinubu, has been honoured as the grand patron of the Africa Power Games and Power Sports in Africa. Well, the head, the chairman of the Paralympic Committee in Africa, Samsudin, who grace the occasion had a lot more to say and there is more in the following report the event which took place on november 14 2023 when the president of the african paralympic committee samson dean paid a ketsi call to the first lady at the presidential villa asurok in abuja being the first lady of a powerhouse country in africa samson dean made a plea to senator oloremi tinubu to use her influence to encourage first ladies of other african countries to come on board to serve as patrons for parasports in their respective countries. Mission here today is, is simple. Thus, we request you to be the grand patron of our organization and its products, the African Para Games and Parasports in Africa. As the grand patron, to use your platform to bring together all colleagues, first ladies in Africa to serve as patrons for parasports in their respective countries. This request appointment is informed by your experience in governance, immense contributions, involvement and advocacy for the vulnerable in society, in social, humanitarian and economic support. Your dedication to youth development girl child education, women empowerment, inspiring young persons to excellence and endowment funds for universities are remarkable and unparalleled. Your Excellency, your unique positions as Senator and First Lady of the most powerful African nation are strategic to influence and network with other First Ladies in Africa and the world to support this cause. In her response, Senator Oloremi Tunubu acknowledged the importance of the para games and para sports representing the spirit of inclusion and uniting people of diverse backgrounds. The presence of these dedicated officials here today reminds us of the incredible power of sports to inspire, unite and transform lives. 
the African para games and para sports have been instrumental in providing a platform for differently abled athletes to showcase their exceptional talents, determination, and resilience. Your commitment to promoting inclusiveness, breaking down barriers, and advocating for the rights and recognition of para-athletes is both admirable and significant. Sports in all its forms have the unique ability to foster unity and understanding among people of diverse backgrounds. The African para-games and para-sports embody the spirit of inclusion and in years past, I have supported and championed its course through the New Era Foundation wheelchair tennis competition in Lagos. While looking forward to the journey of working together with the para games and para sports, the first lady was thankful for the recognition given her. My gratitude goes to the Honorable Minister of Sports Development and the African Para Games and Para Sports for this honor and recognition. I look forward to the journey ahead as we work together to promote the rights of the para athletes in our society. God bless you all. God bless the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Well, that's all we have for you on Prime Sports tonight. Always the Black Star, the very best tomorrow. And there's more stories on myjoonline.com for slash sports. Up next, it's VM Express. Sports segments was brought to you by Mende DBS Industries to Youth. Let's go to DBS Industries.